You're listening to Flat 111, a Bournemouth University podcast. This is an unscripted, uncensored podcast series with three BU flatmates talking about their uni experiences. Hi, I'm George. Hello, I'm Charlotte. Hi, I'm Georgia. In this episode, we're going to talk about money. We've just walked down to Bournemouth Beach, had a nice stroll along the uh, beach and just had a burger at Monty's. And we're now going to talk about money. How do you budget? I'm terrible at budgeting. I, I don't budget. Charlotte turns me off for spending money I when I shouldn't be spending money. <laughs> budget for the both of you. I was like, before I came to uni, because I had like that long summer off after finishing A-level, I was like, I made a budget plan, I made a timetable, I made everything. Came to Bournemouth, it completely went down the drain that I never used it. Because, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, I fancy ice cream, it adds like four quid to your thing, and then you've got to compensate. And I thought, it's just exhausting. I don't have time for it. I know roughly, basically every time I go shopping, I'll try and spend as little as possible each time. Yeah, that's probably the same with us. We look out for the deals. We don't say like, oh, well, here's a set amount of money that we have to spend this week. It's really hard to stick to it. Yeah, we that? just try and spend the least we can on shopping. So then if we Our want to go somewhere. Our weekly shop usually costs about the same each week though. Yeah. Unless we're buying like an extra jar of mayo or something like that. Yeah, but it's stuff like that that adds up, stuff that you have to replace. Say if you run out of well, yeah laundry or... tablets, that's when it can like go up in like five pounds and that's quite a It's really a exhausting difference. trying to monitor it and things like that that I think would just, it's just not worth it. Like, okay, if I've overspent, then I've overspent. Yeah. I'll just try not to spend so much next time. Do you have a credit card? No. No. <laughs> I feel like... That's terrifying. Yes. I feel like I applied for one and I didn't get it. Does that mean I get like a black mark on my record? No idea how any of that works. No, I tried to apply for one because I wanted like a good credit score, but they started saying, oh, you get charged for every purchase. I was like, I'm already paying for something. I don't need to be charged more. (laughs) I think some of my friends that haven't been to uni have credit cards, but they obviously have full-time jobs where it's a lot easier. But I think with our Res Life pocket money, it's difficult. I feel like people card. watch the telly and see like, oh, you need a good credit score to get like mortgages and things like that. So you kind of feel like, oh, maybe I should just get a credit card and I'll just use it for like my weekly shop and I'll know I'll pay it off at the end of every month. But um, it's quite scary. I mean, they don't teach you how to do it at school. So you're a bit like, how do I do it? And then people yeah, are like, don't no do idea. it because you've got interest. Account. So, no. No credit card. <laughs> What's the most indulgent thing you've bought with your student loan? My rent. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely nothing. All of it goes on my own. I feel awful. I bought a cruise. <laughs> Why not? If I had money, I'd buy a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like because it's, it's different and like depending on like what you get in your maintenance loan because I think when I was like, when I first came to uni, I was a bit naive and thought everyone got the same student loan. But then as you start talking to people, some get the higher and some get the lower. But not everyone, it, sometimes it covers people's rent and sometimes it doesn't. But the money that I don't spend on rent goes into my savings that I'm hopefully going to put down for a mortgage later in life. But um, Yeah, my student loan doesn't even cover all of my rent, which, which is, is annoying, sad. But yeah, I mean, well, mine this year just covers it, but next year it won't cover it. So I haven't bought any luxuries. I think it's a bit unfair because some students who like um, struggle like deserve to have like the high maintenance but it's always based on what your parents are mm. some parents aren't willing to like yeah. help out because it's not maybe they think in their minds they can't afford it which they probably couldn't but um 
it's a bit annoying for, for students who have to rely on that. It can really like enhance or like really make your uni experience quite stressful because you're just constantly aware, can I cover my rent for the next term? What is the worst job you've ever had at uni? Well, luckily we all work for Reslo. Yeah, and that's I've never had a job decent. other than Reslo. Reslo have actually enhanced my uni experience because in first year I didn't have a job and uni wasn't as full on as it was in my second and third year. So I was bored for a lot of time and I should have maybe got another job. But then Res Life came along and it was so much fun. You could pick and choose your hours. It was great. But last summer when we went home, well, we both worked over the summer and I was in a kitchen washing dishes for like ages all summer long trying to get enough money to come back to uni with, which was horrible, but It's quite nice when you have a job to go back to yeah. when you go home. I think I never had that, but it's quite nice to have some time off. I'm obviously not actually at uni. Yeah, I was serving burgers last summer, which obviously not the best because it's just a bit boring every day whereas in res life you can just do loads of different you events what you want. and stuff. I wouldn't really call it a job if I'm honest. No. We got lush to come in didn't we? Yeah that's so Just like so made fun. face masks and we like yeah. squishing blueberries like we're getting paid for this it was great. But kind of when I went home and worked it kind of felt like I was taking a step back because I was there with all younger people kind of just doing it at weekends when they're out of school and I just felt like I'm just too old for this now, so that's why I looked to get another job at uni with people my age and something a bit more fun. I feel like so. I'd really like to get a job that was actually relevant to what I wanted to do, but that's quite a slim chance of getting that, really. Mm. You need experience, yeah. but um, at the end of the day, like you kind of like as you're like flipping burgers, you're like, it is money at the end of the day. Yeah, like, yeah. You can't always be picky if it's like limited yeah. on job possibilities. Yeah. Um, uh few of my friends who still live at home but go to uni just work in cafes and things like that. Yeah I think my friend Fiona who's on my course she's a bit older than me but she worked 42 hours last week and bearing in mind we're like coming to the end of our uni she's like working really hard and I thought why do you work so hard and she goes I've got bad bad shopping spree habits you know she was going and splash a load of cash on clothes and stuff but that's what she wants to do but I think it's a good work ethic if you do have a job alongside uni but for some people it can be really difficult to to do both but um my friend Harry serves fish and chips at the oval in between uni it's quite exciting if you've had like a job like before uni it can really motivate you because you're like okay I can't see myself doing this for the rest of my life I'm going to try really hard at uni to then get a job that I'd really like mm -hmm. and a lot of people when I go home like my friend who's still working in a shop that I worked in four years ago he's still there on 12 hours a week you know it's really hard for him to find motivation to do something else because he hasn't seen what else is out there so going to uni especially getting a job I feel kind of separates your time because you can't study 24 7 you can't drink 24 7 so it's quite nice to have another outlet and then to earn some money really makes you appreciate how hard you'd have to work to get a well-paid job and you know to do something you'd actually really like to do. I think that's why me and Charlotte are so excited for our placements is because it's going to be what we actually want to do later in life. Real world stuff. Yeah. And it's what we do, what we're doing our degree for, it's the same field so it's not it's not going to feel like work because it's yeah. actually something that we want to do rather than washing dishes and serving burgers. It's enjoyable, yeah. Which supermarket do you shop in and why? Asda because it's closest yep, and Asda. cheapest. Lidl when we can. Mm -hmm. I think I do Lidl in the car. Like I used to get into a really good habit of getting my car and then driving to like Lidl 
getting like all the meats and stuff because it was usually cheaper and the vegetables and stuff. But if mm -hmm. I wanted like some nice fruit, I felt like Aldi didn't do that. So I'd like go to Asda afterwards because you're in the car because it's like really close and stuff. I think walking wise, Aldi's a bit off putting to students because it's just like a 15 minute walk and carrying shopping unless you have a trolley. Mm -hmm. can be really difficult. So. I think there have been times where we've gone to either like Tesco's or Sainsbury's, started putting things in a, a basket and then thought, why are we here? This is too expensive. We can't it's shop here and then nice end up though. going to Asta. It's nice to treat yourself. I like fruit from Tesco because the blueberries are massive. The only time we go anywhere else is when you have those vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> vouchers. Yeah, Shopping if I get given vouchers and we treat ourselves. But if it's kind of like a normal shop we'll go to Asda just because we're used to the prices and even if it's like 20p difference I still think mm, that's still cheaper in Asda and like when you're really budget budgeting that kind of makes a difference all those small prices so. Who is the tightest with money? You. Me? Out of us two yeah. Yeah out of us two. I'm out of me and my relationship I'd definitely be the tightest one because I think it's been like drilled into me that you need to get a mortgage, life is expensive, don't be spending on stuff you really don't need. But then I realised that when I met like my other half, like you can't like bury your money like nuts. You know, you've actually got to spend it and, and live a little because apparently sooner or later you get really old and you can't spend it. That's what I've been told. Like, to <laughs> put the fear in me that, you know, one day, you know, you're going to look back and yeah, you could have a lot of money, but no memories. So it's, yeah. it's difficult. You've kind of got to just be aware that you have the money and you can spend it on things that you like, but also maybe save here and there. There's a good way to, to do it. Finding a balance, find a balance it? Yeah. yeah. Should boys pay for the first date? Mm, it depends what the first date is. Me and Jake always go 50-50. Yeah. We always do we that do. now. Yeah. I don't, well, we didn't really do enough to warrant having to pay for stuff, did we? At, at no. first. There weren't Not any really. like, lavish meals. No, I don't really like going out on meals. I don't know why. But yeah, I don't think so. I think it should be either equal or... Like you pay for one yeah, and I'll yeah, pay for yeah, the other. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's pay kind of how tennis. we do it sometimes. If it's someone's birthday, like if it's George's birthday, I'll pay. But then he might treat me if it was another, another occasion. occasion. But I would never expect anyone to pay for me. Especially I think just it's just a, a good thing because I've heard like so many of my friends in relationships where the guy, like they end up breaking up and then the guy's like, well, I've paid for all of this for you and I feel like I've got nothing back. and. It kind of just opens more doors for arguments. And yeah, definitely. Like that. Money's like one of those things in relationship they always say that you like causes a rift. But I think mm. if you just pay 50 50, there's not really much you can argue about. Yeah. You just say, oh, well, I paid for this, you paid for We that. pay 50 50 on food, and I tend to eat slightly more than you do. True. <laughs> but we don't buy the most expensive food, so I'm not. Because say if we bought garlic bread, I would probably eat two slices of the garlic bread, whereas George would finish up the That's rest. That's the problem. But then you're just like, well, no, you must have 50-50, but I would know I wouldn't manage Yeah, 50%. and it's just like, so we, buy, we honestly buy the cheapest garlic bread ever. So I'm not, I'm not really fussed about it <laughs> because like, it's not like I'd put the rest in the fridge and eat it the next day. Like, I'm not really that fussed, so. You could be picky about stuff like that, but I feel like it would just drive you crazy. Yeah, and I feel like later in life as well, it's just not It's going it. to be eating all the food, so. If it's pudding, then I will be having 50% of the pudding. Yeah, no. If he tries yeah. to cut into my Some, heart. Yeah, sometimes we do divide things up, like, I'd say if we had a bag of chocolate to share, because I know that George will sit we there and eat it a lot faster than I do. Yeah, we, we honestly do do that, so it's fair, because it, if oh, it's something yeah, I really want to eat, then we will divide I, it up. I eat mine things, like, slower, 
So I'll be like, yeah, Jake, no, you like, the chocolate's mine. Yeah. And you've already finished yours, you shouldn't have eaten it so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte refuses to eat baked beans that aren't Branston or Heinz. That's one thing I can't do is um, non-branded baked beans. Specifically <laughs> baked beans. Yeah, but other things we're not that fussy with. We, we buy a lot of the, like the Asda basics. Yeah, things. Um, so if we were one of the most cheapest meals, one of the cheapest meals um, we make is a bean chilli. So we just get a tin of beans, tin of chopped tomatoes and rice. And if you add some spices and things, it tastes really nice. And it's so cheap, it's about two pounds for both of us. So, and it's really filling and usually it lasts us two days. So that's one of the things we do. I feel like, um, especially from my, my perspective, because I was, who was I talking with? It was either one of you guys, but um, for students that really struggle with rent, Bournemouth University do like bursaries and scholarships. And then like students who get the bursary and the scholarship get a prepaid card. And in first year, I got the scholarship and the bursary. So I was getting like 350 pound on this card every month. So like for me, budgeting wise, like I wasn't really fussed because I could spend like that 350 in the month on whatever I wanted because it was like already given to me and it was going to get taken away at some point. So I might as well spend it whilst I had it. Then in second year, I lo uh, the scholarship no longer counted. So I was getting like 125 pound. So that was kind of like my budget for the month on food. But I'd always go over that. But for some people, it's really hard. And I think we would, I think me and you would, we're talking about it, George, and just being like, it should be open to more students, not just those that meet a certain requirement. Like a student should be able to like apply for it and get considered just beyond what their parents um, earn. Because like some people have parents who won't contribute to their order. They, they don't want their parents to contribute to their uni. Yeah. Um, so it's quite difficult. I can't tell you how much that bursary and scholarship money helped me in the very beginning, but I think it kind of also didn't really help me as a as like a student because I would like go overboard like I'd have the cans of J2O in my mini fridge and things like that yeah. I was like going overboard and I don't think I realized that I thought because I thought this was like that for a lot of other students and then I realized very quickly that it's not and it's like it's not always fair maybe I feel like I'm boasting here about like how some students get a lot more than other students and we me and George were talking about it and saying how unfair it was and things like that but I feel like because I got the bursary and the scholarship I felt like I said, I was a bit, maybe probably a bit childish with the money and kind of going a bit overboard. So it was only my second and third year when I realised I'd lost all that, that it was actually a lot worse. I did appreciate it and I understood like how the money works and things like that. But I just had to understand that it's, this doesn't happen for everyone and I should have been a bit more probably thoughtful about the money and things like that. That first Res Life paycheck, obviously it's different because I can't spend any of my student loan, but the first Res Life paycheck, I bought a new pair of shoes. Which were like those over are the ones you're wearing right now. Yeah. I only have one <laughs> pair of shoes ever and they'll last a year and then I'll get a new pair. But I don't remember when this because the moment the student loan goes in, I'm someone who's like this is really small, but every time like I get my student loan, I can see it going to my like uh, debit card and I get such joy from transferring like a thousand pounds of that into my savings and watching my balance go up. Like it's just one of my things that I just like to do. And I'm like I don't like it to go down below a certain number and things like that. I'm like really funny about things like that but I don't like spending it the moment it comes in like if something comes up I'll be like okay I'll treat myself this time then I won't treat myself for a good few more months. I think one thing we haven't touched on is student overdrafts. I oh think gosh, it's very yeah. real for a lot of students that they will live in their overdraft throughout the whole of uni. I know I, I live in my I overdraft really stressful, and then yeah. spend the summer trying to pay it off and then go back to uni and in the overdraft again. Schools say I'll oh, get a student card. Do banks do like student cards? I've got a student Current account, which means that they won't charge me for my overdraft. 
unless yeah, when I, think, I finish. Yeah, like you get like £1,500 overdraft that's like interest free where they won't yeah. charge you interest. Yeah. And all my friends are like thinking it was like free money, but like they were doing it on purpose. Like some people generally can't help but go into their overdraft. But I think my friends in first year purposely went into their overdraft because they're like, I might as well, I'm not getting charged. It's almost like a credit card, you know, I'm not going to get charged for it if I don't pay it off kind of thing. I think it would be different, hopefully, obviously having a, a full-time job straight out of uni. You, you'd hope not to be in your overdraft, obviously, but I spend the summers paying it off and then I'm not in my overdraft. So it's not, yeah. it's quite an easy balance to figure out. I'm so used to getting the money on my card and it being like, I don't have to do anything, it's just basically free money. And then the moment that's gone, I've got to realise, okay, things like that. But then like George said, if you get a full-time job, you realise how much money you could have been earning if you hadn't gone to uni. And it's quite a nice feeling if you got a full-time job to then get some serious money come in. I feel like, you, I don't know if it would be the same for everyone in terms of what kind of job you get, but you feel like you're less tiptoeing around your overdraft because like, you're in a full-time job now, but then you've got other things to pay for. Yeah. Life in general. I say it doesn't feel like that, but <laughs> not just me. I just found that some, some of my friends who've like graduated from uni like, realise like, when they've gone into like, full-time jobs, they're shocked at how much money they are making, and they're like, I would never have seen money like this as a student. And then they say, yeah, I've got to pay rent and stuff, but because they're in such a good job, they're able to pay their rent, but also kind of have some money to themselves, which is weird. And like, I don't think, that, like you say, it's not for, maybe not, it doesn't happen to everyone, but a few people I've spoken to have just felt like, now I'm no longer a student, I can actually focus on getting a full-time job and I'm making money that I would never have dreamed of making at uni. So it's kind of a balance, but it depends on how, how it goes after uni, really. Is there a bank of mum and dad question? There's not, there's just uh, in. I'll ask you. Yeah. How uh, often or not often do you rely on mum and dad as a, as a bank, as a loan? I have a very lovely bank called the Bank of Grandma and Grandad, which is uh, slightly different, but no, I'm grateful for that. I don't ask my parents for money. I made it very, I made it like my mission before I went to uni to save up as much as I could so I didn't have to ask my parents because they kind of gave me pocket money growing up, but I really wanted to be as independent as I could be. And my mum gave me, I think, £10 a month just into my bank. So like she said, because if you ever needed like a big lump sum, I couldn't give you a big lump sum, but I've been giving you small amounts and you can use that. But I think my parents kind of knew that I was kind of money smock, because I am the tightest person ever, that they knew that I wouldn't need to be like, oh, mum, I'm in my overdraft, can you give me some money? Because I think I tried to save up as much money as I could during my A-levels, so I wasn't reliant on them for my uni. Do you think over these last few years you've maybe gained an understanding of the value of money that when you first came to uni you maybe didn't quite have as much? I feel like I was a bit more sheltered from that just because of, and that's what we were talking about, because I feel like I'm boasting here about like how some students get a lot more than other students, and we, me and George were talking about it and saying how unfair it was and things like that, but I feel like because I got the bachelor in the scholarship, I felt, like I said, I was a bit, maybe probably a bit childish with the money and kind of going a bit overboard. So it was only my second and third year when I realised I'd lost all that, that it was actually a lot worse. I did appreciate it and I understood like how the money works and things like that, but I just had to understand that it's, this doesn't happen for everyone and I should have been a bit more probably thoughtful about the money and things like that. This has been Flat 111. Thanks for listening.